0: And welcome to From the Red Room. Tonight we are doing, it looks like possibly, another duo episode. Cool. Possibly Reflections with a little bit of reminiscence for good measure.
1: A little R and R and R.
0: A little R and R and R. And R. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, tonight we have a new guest in the Red Room. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our
2: listener. Well, my name is Brandon. Um, I've known mitch uh a while now through through friends mostly through our uh our good friend mike who i'm sure you've heard on previous episodes but mike has been trying to keep the friendship apart and well (laughs) one of my reasons why i'm coming on this podcast (laughs) is i'm trying to nurture new friendships in my life and mike isn't here (laughs) to keep us apart
0: yeah, this you know I'm se- I'm sensing that there's a little bit of a, th- a, th- a theme. There's a common thread. It is between this uh, Mike keeping friends apart. This thing. injustice will not
2: pass. It yeah. Shall not stand.
0: It shall not stand. And He's not here to defend himself. that. But sir, Perfect. glad to have you in the red room. Perfect. Pleasure to, be Pleasure here. Here. to have
1: Thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, my name is Brandon.
0: So anyway, to just to start it off, um, I mean, we have Charlie here again this evening. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's been working on the table for the red room Yeah, it's cool <clears throat> And we're going to post Stop pictures pretty. of it and things But soon 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 We're pretty excited to see what he's got cooking up
1: Oh, uh, it's going to be cool You're going to like it a lot, man It's going to it's, it's This this table's going to look tawdry next to It you. already looks it, tawdry I'm telling you
0: But I did add the red curtains You know, to try and To the curtains get, that get really tie the room together <laughs> 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 Not like a rug or a table would It's true
2: Not but like that rug Baby steps, steps. No nah, man It's going <laughs> to be cool
0: Can't wait I I'm can't excited. wait for you to see it I'm excited Um. Well we have uh, A fellow Twin Peaks fan In the Red Room this evening Which I did not know That this was going to be a possibility I didn't know that we were going to Have a, an opportunity to reflect On the return Or the previous two seasons Uh, So you watched the uh, return sir Have you seen the, the first four episodes
2: Oof That uh that was some shit.
0: Uh, I'm turning it off. We're done.
2: <laughs> 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 good night, no, everybody. No, good night. Thanks for listening. No, that, that was, that was, that was some, some crazy stuff. I really wasn't expecting it to go that way. I mean, just to kind of go into my history with the show, um, I caught it on Netflix randomly, I think maybe seven or eight years ago. Okay. I started watching it. I... I I rem- vaguely remember from the early '90s some viral marketing about who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, stuck in my brain. I never saw the show when I was when it aired. I was shit first second grade. Probably a good thing I didn't see it back then. Um, but, wow, yeah, when old. I, I know. Well, uh, if can get if you it, yeah. if that you can feel, hit you the wrong yeah, way, right? Really did. It really if, can. if it makes you feel better, Charlie can verify that I'm, I'm I truly am 33 going on about 75. Right on. I can yeah. verify <laughs> it is true. But I uh, started watching the show, and from the first episode, got me hooked. This weird small town vibe, FBI agent that's just a little quirky, but in a, in a good way. Had yeah. some real dark themes going on, and you know it's, it's Netflix. You can binge watch it. And I forget which episode it was, but it was the first one where Cooper wound up in the red room. Uh Uh-huh. Hooked. Yeah. That was weird. It was very uncomfortable. (laughs) Didn't know what was going on. It was only my second experience to David Lynch. I caught Mulholland Drive a number of years ago. Uh Uh-huh. That messed me up a little
0: bit. Oh, that was your first taste of the the Lynch uh,
2: stylings? Yep, that was the first one. That thing behind the diner still creeps me out. Oh, have
0: you seen Lost Highway now at this point? The only works of, of Lynch that I've seen has have been <laughs> Twin Peaks and
2: Mulholland Drive.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. You're in for
2: such a ride. No, There's I noticed so, the, uh, so yeah, the so blue velvet poster in your living room, and that's one of the many things on the my list of stuff I need to watch. That, yeah. But, yeah, I ended up watching the show. The first season was great. They revealed, they, you know, solved the mystery. Sure turned to shit after that for a while.
0: You know what's really fun is to hear all these different stories by people who have experienced it in different ways and at different points in their lives. Yeah. Um, it sounds to me like uh yours was later, even later than, than mine, possibly wait, well no, let's see. Yeah, I would have been about the same age maybe when you discovered it as when I discovered it. Possibly. It's yeah. just that I'm that much older. <laughs> Wow. No, the okay. nice
2: thing is I was able to power through the, the filler episodes when the network didn't know what the hell they wanted to do with the show. Yeah, I
0: was kind of stumbling for a little there.
2: The, the last two or three episodes reigned it back in, Yeah. and that final episode was one of the single best episodes of TV I think I've ever watched. Um, yeah, I did not know what to think there. Saw that crazy ending. So, We're season three. Son of a bitch. Yeah. It,
0: it, it, it changed the way I looked at, at film at I, forever. I was very much the guy who wanted a nice little bow at the end. Yeah. And then that came out and I was struck by there being no, no resolution. I, I actually thought there was going to be, I thought maybe cause I was chasing it down on VHS tapes at the time. I thought there was going to be resolution. I thought I was missing a tape and <laughs> there, there wasn't. And I began to savor that. Like, I loved it, and over the last 25 years, savoring that mystery has been great, but I'm glad it's back.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I knew Fire Walk With Me existed. I never got around to seeing it until about three weeks ago. Oh, wow. The Loft was doing some little little party. I got yes. some. I got some tickets. That was a good time. Oh, I wish I would have known that you were there. I would have gone check that out. Now, the funny thing is, um, I was going to go with uh, someone who had seen a few episodes of the show, but uh-huh. her plans wound up changing, so I, I took a, a friend of mine, Oh, um, again, hope I'm very sorry. She had never seen a single episode of the TV show. Oh, and I no. Warned her this was going to be weird. But, you know, it's. I remember the vibe from the TV show. It wasn't tremendously dark, it wasn't really fucked up. Um, And then you yeah, saw Fire walk with and me. And then I saw Fire walk with me. <laughs> and I felt like an asshole for bringing her to this movie. Yeah. Because she she's, doesn't do too well with violence. Um, <laughs> and. Yeah, just that end scene, <laughs> watching Bob totally smoke Laura Palmer was, oh shit! Yeah. That was rough even for me. There's
0: episodes even in the television series that are that that are kind of hard to watch, like that scene in the in the train, and Laura's yeah. screaming and Bob is like hitting her with the hammer, and and Natalie even as we rewatched it preparing for this new season, couldn't watch it, had to turn away, and it, it is it's horrifying. I have to look at my wallet because I've been taking notes. Even don't tell anyone I was taking notes at work. I'm not thinking about Twin Peaks all day long every day. Um, so I have to grab Give my notes. notes. I first <laughs> and final, Mitch. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Mike about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. For one, let's see. Okay, one thought I had as as I was watching it, the new series, because right. the, there's the New York. Uh, you know what? Let's 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 finish up your recollections yeah. of of stumbling into Twin Peaks and then you started watching the new series and then and then we'll do some of my
2: notes so yeah i mean that was pretty much just how i came to discover the series and you know it made me realize that things i'd watched previously had really taken a lot of inspiration from it um, you know thinking about it in hindsight that first season of true detective on hbo
0: i, I haven't seen that but Ooh, this is beautiful yeah. i love
1: this story oh, because that's oh you should definitely see that is that
0: so, okay Douche watch Coup? season is that, or is that some one. other
2: show don't watch season 2 yeah, season one. Yeah, right. season, one a,
1: season one of True Detective is is on, is one of those shows that it, it's it just it captured something in the first season that was, I don't know if you want to call it. Let me put it this way: it reaches a similar benchmark as stuff that you like, uh, that you we know you like already. All right. So True if Detective. you like Twin Peaks, you're gonna like the first season of True. Uh, Blood, I wouldn't say it's a opinion. lot of right. crazy
2: Lynchian stuff in True Detective, but it made me wants to the fuck out of rural Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight carcosa. Stop. Not funny. Not funny. Don't I, go there. You want me to talk
1: about flowers?
2: Oh fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys who've watched it, you'll get it. I'm not saying much more, Mitch. You got I'm gonna I'm it, gonna too. watch it and then I'm gonna come back to this and I'm like, I get it. Oh wait, oh, what I'll you need to so do is watch it and then come visit me in New Orleans. Then you can get straight spooked about some really? of the shit. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy.
2: That's awesome. But yeah the uh the return. Um, I caught the first two episodes, and it, it's funny because the first time I ever listened to your podcast from the Red Room was on the day that Twin Peaks premiered. I thought that was a fun little coincidence. Oh, that's wow. cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Mitch. And I realized, oh, the, na- the name. The <laughs> name. Yeah, I did oh, that on purpose. <laughs> hmm, name of the show. I really gotta. I really gotta talk to Mitch some more because <laughs> nobody else I know watches this show. I got no one I could talk to about it. What am I gonna do? Go on the go on this Twin Peaks subreddit and deal with all those wackos. Maybe, no, maybe. they're they're too crazy. They're nuts. Oh, okay. It's
0: a it's, you know I, I think it's a good resource. I mean i I grew up. My obsession with it and my love of it started when I I had n- nobody to talk to about it, and the internet was still in its infancy, and I wasn't going
1: to chat
0: rooms or.
2: Well, MUDs. The, internet, the, internet, MUDs. the internet before M- memes. M-
0: what, huh? muds. Multiple, muds, muds.
1: Before there were uh, uh, online games, there were these. Text-based online games that were referred to as muds, multiple user dimensions. Okay, so oh
0: yeah, Grandpa, let us some more about that. It was all typing.
1: <laughs> it was no no graphics whatsoever. It was just a, it was basically a a pen and paper game in a online. digital it, yeah online. Let's well, see, I can get behind that with it a lot of people playing, uh, just like they do now in in uh, Warcraft,
2: multiplayer is Zork, basically something like huh. that. Yeah, I can that see that. I can day. see that back in the day,
1: but I didn't have I didn't.
0: Have that even as a resource, so I can I can kind of get behind it, but at the same time I do enjoy this much more. Oh yeah, than than the the faceless internet to, to bounce ideas the and theories faceless off of.
2: Internet and the weird super fans with their absolutely batshit crazy theories that I don't have time to read. Sir, so you're got sitting in
0: do. the red room with a guy who named his <laughs> podcast <laughs> after, <laughs> 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 after Twin Peaks. I don't know how nice. much more batshitty the smooth. The, I'm just Brando saying. Smooth.
2: Uh, Reddit users are nuts. Are that, they that, well, they that, might that, be. That website is equal parts entertaining, equal parts cancerous, in my opinion. Yeah. What? So was I there... do
0: get along with
1: him. Yeah. Like... <laughs> he's a good guy, man. Brando. Brando yeah. is uh is a uh, one of my best friends. We go way back. That's pretty awesome. Like a brother to me. Yeah, absolutely. He's family. That's awesome. We make you... a great odd couple. For anybody who's ever seen Thirty Rock, the best way to describe us is, he's Jack Donaghy and I'm Liz Lemon. <laughs> basically <laughs> I haven't it, seen Rock. Uh, basically we're a great odd couple, you know, it's just like the odd couple from years ago, Jack Lemmon and and uh uh my goodness. Out. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Yeah. You know, it's the same, it's the same routine but it, it exists in real life between the two of us. So <laughs> it's pretty funny, but awesome. yeah, there's a deep friendship there. Um so let me ask you a question kind of going back to you saying that you didn't have anybody to to talk to about uh Twin Peaks with, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you were drawn to um, maybe not just entertainment, but just material books, stories, comedy, television shows like Twin Peaks? Do you feel like that was something that you just had a draw to that most people didn't from your general local area where you grew up? And and if so, what were other things, or was it just this one thing, and the rest of it was more uh, perennial? Normal, stuff. you know that's interesting that is an
0: interesting question, and uh th- I wasn't in my hometown. I wasn't in that small town when I found Twin Peaks. I was okay. already down here and uh going to school and didn't have like a whole lot of like close friends yet right because uh, I'd only been here a couple of years and um so it was it was just at a time where I didn't have someone to share that with directly, right, yeah, so I don't know there's a whole other story there about friendship and betrayal and the, the you know when the band fell apart
1: oh. <laughs> that you know, kind of thing I never had a band but I mm-hmm. I kept my friends really close I've been through a couple yeah. of those situations but it not, was not it was banned. a
0: heartbreak yeah. probably worse than any romantic breakup I've ever had when that yeah. fell apart that that really did damage to my uh trusting of people and things so I mean I I was probably keeping people at arm's length anyways so, back that. to Twin Peaks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: just uh, another funny thing about how I saw Fire Walk with me over at the the Loft that night. Yeah. The um,
0: Loft is the kind of like art house theater here in town in the Dirty Yeah. Tea. yeah it's oh, yeah. Shows love like that, that kind that of place. Stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to go see and Last we, Dragon next week. Oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> it's so cool. So, the
2: thing is, if they're playing that movie, maybe they have a movie poster for it. They sell their movie posters. Oh, That would yeah. be great. I got a lot of empty walls. That space. would be great. Yeah. But, anyways. I want to go with um, Show Nuff. It's Halloween. Like, mini Show Nuff. The... You know, I was just sitting there in the theater talking to my friend about, you know, what we're going to trying to basically catch her up on what the hell she was about to see. And I, I still couldn't do it. But How then we but, but, but then, you know, on the night of we're sit- yeah yeah, so Eesh. we're sitting there. We're just looking at each other, talking to each other. We both start looking theater forward. And I forget what this guy's position at the loft was, but he was dressed up like Bob, very convincingly. Uh. And he was crawling over the seats from the bottom to the top of the theater. Uh, that, that that got me that caught me really off guard I didn't like that
0: I was really torn
2: because <laughs> great <there> was... <laughs> date movie
0: choice bro yeah nice <laughs> nice yeah yeah do you guys talk anymore after the awkward yeah, she, sex she, she, oh. she, she still puts up she still puts up with me somehow
2: oh my yeah. but yeah the return wow I mean I I've I, I really really enjoyed it it's a very different vibe in the show which I'm, I'm grateful for uh huh I don't even know where to start.
1: Don't don't ruin um, it. it's still new. Yeah, you don't want to go too. You know, leave it for people.
0: Oh no, we've been spoiling it left and right. If you're listening and you oh, see that it says, "Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about uh, episodes one through 4 Gotcha. Whatever, then you, probably, uh, I mean, and these aren't coming out until after episodes air. So, I mean, but, and you know what? That's funny because I'm part of the the crowd. I, I'm terrified of having anything spoiled for me. That's why I'm watching it. As they come out. Just today,
2: Charlie just totally ruined season five of House of Cards for me by accident. Uh, I did not.
0: (laughs) I didn't ruin it. You didn't capture Captain Spoiler him, did you?
1: No. So I gotta. Can I describe how this whole thing manifested? Yeah, (laughs) go for it. Okay. So, we we hung out yesterday uh, with another friend of ours, and uh, in talking, I had made a reference to I had just finished the most current season, is what I said. Just finished the most current season of House of Cards. Uh, and both Brando and I really have an affinity for that show. A vote for uh,
2: Underwood is a vote for America Works.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and um, and we're both big fans. Well, what we didn't understand at the time was that I was talking about
2: a season that he hadn't seen yet. I, I deep we, down knew the season was out. Netflix sent me multiple emails <laughs> about it, but at the time... And whose fault is it forgotten? really? I mean... Well, <laughs> Right, right here. And, and so of course he may,
1: And then, then what set that home is if there was any Moment where we thought maybe we're not Talking about it, Brando goes That was a hell of a last scene, wasn't it And I had just seen the last Scene of the last episode of the new season Like maybe two hours Earlier, right, and I was like Oh my god, yeah, that was incredible And we didn't, and this, we didn't say much Then, okay. okay, so it was just Kind of set in stone Today we meet up to have a bite to eat Before we come here and we're talking about something and I, I make this statement about uh I think exactly what I said was, yeah, when she went gone girl on that writer dude. Oh my God, bro. And then we kind of looked at each other in a weird way and he goes, Wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, What are you talking about? And he goes,
2: Are you talking about, goes, you talking about the new season? And I was like, Oh my God, man, <laughs> the new I'm so sorry Justin remembered existed. Yeah. And, I, I was oh, just, and so I was like, I I'm really sorry. haven't
1: ruined everything for you, but you know something's going to happen. You
2: know, like, it was crazy. Still totally worth it. I get to see the season of my boy Frank Underwood doing his presidential thing. And he's, he's got a mad crush on, on, uh, on, uh what's her name? Oh, Princess Buttercup. You grew up, oh, yeah.
1: Princess Buttercup. Uh, she did. She's a handsome lady. She is built like a superhero. Robin Wright. Oh, Robin yeah. Wright. Uh, yeah. Wow. She's in the new Wonder Woman movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is yeah. just a an athletic, uh, uh, power woman. She's gorgeous, gorgeous. But yeah,
2: Twin Peaks. All right. <laughs> Tan- we keep going off on these tangents.
1: Oh
0: no, that's okay. Tan- tangents are fine. That's the whole
2: idea. But I've been i been drinking need to see and I'm that. gonna lose my train of thought. Of I need to this.
0: see that because everyone is talking. To- Anyone whose opinions I trust Has said Oh you gotta check out House of Cards
1: It's well written I, it's, it's a great character And it's a great acted piece By everybody involved.
0: Well I like Kevin Spacey Yeah I exactly Ron
2: Wright So why not I, I, uh, They who, do great Who's the showrunner Who do, created I, that I, do you I know? think House of Cards Is like peak Kevin Spacey it's, It is incredible. Oh really
1: okay. It's incredible He does an incredible and, and the thing is Is that he the, the, Whoever's in charge Of writing the show And coordinating The arch The story arch Yeah Um or is it arc arc story arc Um, the last two seasons have so incredibly paralleled real life (laughs) that it's scary horrifying it's horrifying it's horrifying and and hilarious hilarious at the same time yeah because they're essentially showing you how that whole thing pans out but that it's a great show Um, you know the the one drawback is it, it is a political drama and, and it, even though it's fictional, so if you don't like that stuff at all, it might be harder. I wouldn't know. I'm interested in it. I love that show. Yeah. Um, but that's about the only warning I would give people. There's My so favorite political drama
0: there. of all time was Dune.
1: Uh, well, look, <laughs> su- surprisingly, <laughs> I swear, surprisingly, there are parallels between House of Cards and Dune. Really? Yeah, yeah really. Because
0: I, I, as I started to, when I first read Dune when I was a kid, I would get into these scenes. I was like, is this going to be... I don't know. They're talking politics all around this table. I didn't know if I was going to get like like it or enjoy. it. Oh, you'll it. love House. Of and cards. I loved it. I, you'll g- I was love. Like, I can't House believe of how cards, well dude. this is done. I oh, read, really?
2: Okay. Yeah. I actually read Dune for the first time within the last two years. You're just a late bloomer, aren't oh, you? Oh, I totally am. Like Twin Peaks last year. It's I'm so, many ways, <laughs> <Mitch>. <laughs> it's so <laughs> many ways, bitch. It's so many ways. Twin Peaks was, was more like seven. I know. 70s, just, I was kidding. Exaggerate that, but yeah, I, I know what you mean about Dune because I I kind of thought the exact same thing, but stuck it out through the end. Really great book. Okay, so Dune was also a David Lynch movie. I saw but that is just so just ah, it's a weird
0: movie. By the time I was finished reading Dune, I was worshiping water, like I <laughs> and I have read through so many of those the, the kind of the. The side ones that have spun off and things, not so much. But, oh, yeah, I love those. They're fantastic.
1: But it's interesting because going kind of Dune is a good example. But when I was asking you a moment ago about if it was other material. like oh, okay, yeah, we don't really – really yeah. uh, Not that we have to delve into that, but it's a good example of what I mean. Like Dune was not – like there was a small niche group <laughs> of kids, let's be fair, of kids that got the movie, got the book. I didn't see the movie until I was much older, but – Just the material. Yeah and that you could enjoy talking to about it. Yeah. And and the reason I was asking you about if it if it was in any other category is that for me one of the ways that that took place was I I caught I got hooked on kids in the hall really young. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed them for seasons, but it was such a different style of humor. It was analogous to people who liked Monty Python. And there was clearly people who liked Monty Python and people, people who just who didn't get it. People who got it, people who didn't get it. And didn't like it. And yeah. they thought it was kind of weird, right? Uh, and and I think Kids in the Hall kind of fed, in fed into that that paradigm, right? Mm-hmm. It was one of those shows that if you got it, you thought they were the funniest people on the planet, right? And if, <laughs> if you didn't get it, then, you know, not so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just kind of, I don't know if it's a statement about the viewer, the people that are drawn to it. Or if it's more of a statement of the. I think there's a statement
0: know. there about what where we are as a culture and as a society, as far as embracing uh, uh, passion about. Uh, I, when I say pop art, sometimes people can take that in an, like, a kind of negative way, but right. um, like we've talked many times about being an adult and being able to enjoy things and, and be passionate right, about right. something. So in the world we live in now, finding people who like and adore or can appreciate those things that you that you do that we do it's a little easier to find those people i think that's just the beauty of the time we live in right yeah no i agree with that yeah i agree with that so yeah i eventually found more people to talk about these things with um it's
1: just it's just you got to kind of find them uh you were saying about uh the stuff we have talked about before is interesting because on on the most recent episode of real time with bill maher the senator of montana has written a book and he's there pushing his book and his book is entirely about um the you know Mad big, childs yeah basically that that you know kids and adults are no longer recognizably different and and you know and he's got a good platform i'm not trying to dog the guy um you know he's basically making a statement that uh he, like what does he say scar tissue is the beginning of character basically <laughs> like kids need to be outside roughing it and stuff right well and i take him you I, know. like i kind of agree with him i'm not saying that that's wrong okay but the thing that Touching on previous conversations we've had, it hit me the other day, a specific memory. Uh, Just recently, I drove my wife to New Orleans, and on the way to New Orleans, I stopped in Dallas to see my mother and my stepfather, my dad, and my stepfather is 82, and had a heart attack in November, he's old as fuck, and he's been around a long time, and over in front of the television on the ground, he's pulling my attention over to point out a train set. And he and he and he loves his train set. And he's you know, he's very he collects them. Yeah. Right. But somehow, if you're a successful, wealthy, eighty two year old man with a train set, it's not the same, it's not <laughs> categorized. The same way as what this guy's some of this representation in in that he alludes to that I haven't read the book, but the way he talks about what's in his book, it's kind of similar references, right? But it, it's funny because when I think about you're not allowed to have a comic book collection at eighty six, right? Exa- but, right you know, exactly, right, exactly. he kind of alludes saying? to that, like yeah. oh, they're still in the superheroes, they're still in the video games, and 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 I, and when he gets to where he's talking about individuals who are above a certain age that refuse to support themselves and they're a pariah on other people. I don't think that's because of them and their liking of whatever material they like. Right. I just think it's the narrative. There is a lot of what I try to get. That's at the core of what annoys me about it is here's my dad, 82 years old. He's a sophisticated, successful guy, entertainer. He's a veteran. You know, he's got all these accolades that are clearly respectable And he also likes train sets, (laughs) which technically, if I'm correct, could be referred to as a fucking toy. That's a toy. You know, that's a child's toy. it's a child's toy. So it's like you know, you can collect that stuff, uh, and and still be looked at in a certain light, uh, versus you know the way that people are critiquing, you know, and not not really looking at it broad enough, in my opinion. But that's that's what I was trying to make a point on. You know what? I really made me think of that.
0: You know, we've uh, we we. we chat and we talk and we, we go on all these tangents, but I would like, before you go, that we do a focused cast on this topic. We should. No, because it, there's like a produce, lot like of material and yeah, stuff there. Yeah, yeah that'd be that's great. Because that is a good topic. And that's one that, you know, like I've said earlier, you know, I, I, I stray a little bit. Just maybe it's I'm gun shy on the, the political topics, but that is cultural and, and societal. And, right. And that's something that I. I would love to discuss because it infuriates me too. But I, I can tell you're passionate about it. I am, and it really, and I think rightly so. I think I am because in my but we're opinion, on the forefront of the change of that.
1: Though. Well, and like my, I, you know, we've talked enough about my my past, my particular personal history and story, and you guys can listen to other episodes to hear it. But the the main main point of where I'm coming from is uh, nobody gets to like they they kind of have great analysis. But it's not complete, in my opinion. Like, they're talking about the kids not being recognizably different from adults, that kind of thing. They go to that point, yeah. and they think, okay, well, they're, that's they're, they're, we coddled them. It's who to blame. But I think it's a question of motivation and identity and character. There are some things there, character, there are some things there that really have a lot to do with the parents and the generations before. And nobody ever comes to the point and says, maybe they don't try as hard because we've demonstrated That it doesn't really do anything for (laughs) you like how many of those kids really saw their parents unhappy after a lifetime of endeavoring to meet whatever standards and i think that's what i'm talking about that's why i want to have that
0: conversation And and right i
1: think we should and like where are the adults in the world well what's represented to us are the kardashians are kardashians really considered the adults represented that what are 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 our goals of life supposed to
0: really be what are we really striving to achieve and when when that time comes and you're going to be laid in the ground, right? How you know what? How did you spend your time? How did you? Well, I, I yeah. want to maximize the joy. I want to maximize the, the, those things in my life, right. and I'm going to find the best way that I can do that.
1: I think people should find be your working happiness. on their own metric, like their yeah. own personal calculus, and and trying to develop. You know what. That pathway, but so yeah, the, I find it annoying because they take things that other—they're not giving those people that are out there that are self-sufficient, who have those hobbies that are indiscernible from children in their opinion, uh, and they don't—they don't look at the irony of an example like my dad, who. You know, is uh, was a lieutenant colonel in the Civil Air Patrol, retired Air Force. You know, all this other stuff, and he likes choo choo trains. (laughs) You know, it's it's (laughs) choo choos, and and that's the thing is, if you think you could probably think of a good amount of movies where they're representing a character that they know other people have seen, and the character is some reclusive, successful, rich guy, and even in House of Cards, in House of Cards, you know, uh, the. Kevin Spacey's character is that Time's playing uh, Call of Duty, you know, or he's working on a Civil War model where he's got little men that he's putting in styrofoam land with trees and stuff, you know. Ben Horn did that. Yes, he did. And so it's it's interesting when I you see those things. And it's, uh, it's, again, it's like, come on, you know, that's not exactly really new or different. It's a trope. And yeah. that's what I get frustrated with is what a great – Nicely, keenly, modernly fashioned trope for mm. you to throw down at everybody, but yeah. So that was my <laughs> my interjected. Uh, that's that's Charlie needs a minute.
0: Charlie's minute. Charlie's minute. That was Charlie's minute. <laughs> minute. I got to throw in there the one of the reasons that I find that I've found peace with all that, and I because you were talking about parents, you're talking about the way that people are raised. Right. There were a lot of expectations of me and where I was going and what I should do and and what I should accomplish yeah. uh, based on my youth and, and the smart. things I
1: did. You should be doing this You're or You're smart. Why aren't you doing this?
0: One of the things, What's one of the last things my dad ever told me was that he was proud of me, and he would always just ask me if I was happy. Yeah. Like, he knew that I had a capacity to do certain things or do that, but all he really ever asked was whether or not I was happy, and then he was proud of me for the for the man that I was. It had nothing to do with anything other than that I had found my bliss. right. So I I think there's a lot to be said there. uh,
1: If I had to like coin a phrase, I would say I was sold an idea that once upon a time in this country being self-made was the goal. Right. Like the independence of it, the liberty, you know, all that stuff. That can be
0: redefined, though. Self-made can be redefined, certainly. Well, well, and so like that's
1: where I get confused that if you are self-made, if you're not. um, And that's hard to be and fit into all those other standards that are expected of you. So I think that there, you know there's some there's some stuff to explore there as a I think somebody should be talking about it. Yeah. And and you know, I I just try to think what are we hard gonna name that so. spinoff? I don't know. We should come up with something good though. Something, something something good something good. Well we're gonna expand this into a whole network so we
0: can have like something that's not from the Red Room it can be from the the adult room from the playroom. Well, and, and because we're adult children, apparently. Well, owl cave podcast. Network. <laughs> oh, so, why? why and so, like, <laughs> to the symbols.
1: Yeah. I was saying, like, yeah. cool would be like owl cave symbol. You know, um, several, whichever one you choose, of course, and just have them around the sides of the table. Yeah. Um. So to kind of bring Brando in is the we've lived this little backstory here. Brando has been uh, a roommate of my wife and I's for several years until recently. Uh, he's a great friend. You know, we had a large house and plenty of space, and uh, he had come in and live with us for a few years, right? And so, you know, obviously you can get the idea that I don't exactly spend my every waking moment striving to meet standards. Okay, so that could manifest in a lot of ways. Well, a lot of that odd couple thing I was talking about earlier with Brando and I is, uh, and it touches on something I had mentioned before about as long as people are doing something because it's authentic. It's I get it right yeah. not because other people need to prove it. So Brando is a very neat, orderly person. I, and every time I think of describing Brando like this, I think of Radiohead, everything in its right place, right? Just this <laughs> this person who really finds really one of the few places where he can calm himself after stress or anxiety that he's been carrying around and on his shoulders for a long time is a neat. Orderly everything in its right place environment.
2: My God, it's a lovely thing. And so th- you know, that he's getting a lot of pleasure living in <laughs> his He's just own.
0: thinking about it
1: right now and he's right. he's like oh, Like his, like he walks oh, into his door and he's like, Oh God, homogenized. <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and it's nice. And but for him, it's definitely connected to his core being, right? Yeah. If it's not like that, he has a hard time de like de stressing, right? Diffusing. And I'm the opposite, right? And I'm I'm a visual person in the sense that Uh, uh, Like in my house, I can see what a bathroom remodel is going to look like. And I'm so sold by the final image that I'm not really stressed about the in-between images. Sure. Whereas my wife is like, oh, my God, if I have to live in a construction zone for another week, (laughs) I'm going to stab you in the nut. You know, and it's (laughs) like she gets really stressed out again. Similarly, not as extreme. But that he's was never stabbed you in the nut. No, never. Okay. So I've always been yeah. able to die. Only, and that's
0: why you have a friend dress. still.
1: <laughs> but Brando and I, we've that's what our, our, our jokes and our friction would come from is, you know, he he is a much more he's on the other side of the fence of that. Uh, at dare I not a uh, conservative might be the wrong word, but much more structured yes. in everything. Clothing, yeah. uh, bedroom organization, <clears throat> the whole thing, you know. And it was—it's just a good friendship to have because that person's always going to call you on your shit, <laughs> and you're always going to have to say something about it. Yeah. So we would spend a lot of time going back and forth about that kind of stuff. It was—it was a lot of fun. So Bring it, up your shorts. Well, yeah, well, yeah. clothes. We always joked about laundry, like <laughs> you know, like for him, dirty laundry belongs in a laundry basket, and that laundry basket just needs to be in its place until he was ready to wash clothes. And yeah. then if you wash your clothes, the minute that dryer buzzer is done, you've got five minutes to fold those <laughs> clothes, or else what's the point? Why are you waiting? There's no
0: point in even just you're just wasting your time, right? The laundry gnomes are gonna steal it, or it's gonna get wrinkled, or it's wrinkled right, lively. wrinkles. Ex-
1: exactly, right. and I'm much more like, eh, <laughs> Look out yeah, there. it's kind of a benefit, but not well, not so much that I want to stop watching my and movie. And you don't
2: fold it, it's gonna get wrinkled. You gotta deal with that later. I
1: understand this bothers you.
2: And then you gotta use the wrinkle release, and uh, I don't know where the fuck you put it when you're done with it, but you're it's right. not back in the laundry room, so when I need it, I can't find it. I'm Everything just impressed that you have a wrinkle release. Right I don't know what that times.
0: is. Like I, 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 I <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I think I'm somewhere in between the two of you because I don't know what wrinkle release is. Right. But if my like if the my stud if the studio is not like where I like it. I
1: yeah think, or whatever like, well and i, I respect that, that. I, you know i, I like respect things in that. their place and so I get that, that's kind of where we would go back we would riff back and forth about joking with stuff and uh it made for a lot of fun for me because i don't care but for, i think it tends to him up a little more than it did me because i he has more of a triggered reaction than i do i'm gonna set your clothes on fire like if everything were neat and orderly i'd come in and be like awesome <laughs> Benefit. <laughs> I, I think uh, what it boils down to is,
2: I believe Charlie and I were raised by similar parents in that regard. Because you always, yeah,
1: different reactions. Yeah, different yes, reactions. That's I just, true.
2: I just bought into it and went with it, and he rebelled. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. I was
1: raised in extre- and I think that's what it was. I was raised in an extremely structured, museum-like, clean lines, okay, everything in its right place environment. My mother's house is impeccable, right? And, and full of a bunch of uh, expensive knickknacks and shit that I don't really like tender
0: moments or whatever I know I mean I like like collectible <laughs> like, like no actual nice like a stuff. four
1: inch by four inch collectible painting that she yeah. brought back from Europe that's you know worth more than my life or some shit <laughs> and she was very protective and so we couldn't touch anything you know
0: oh so you're talking about like uh like original Millennium Falcon in a box. <laughs> kind of yes. What
2: would be to me a collectible, yes. Basically the mom equivalent of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And
1: so, you know, I was raised in that environment and I, I kind of felt like uh, I was always much more drawn to my 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 what I deemed authentic. You know, like I'm just going to be comfortable and make that as clean as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? As clean and and as comfortable can be. Right. And I, I saying, mean, not, not, not dirty, just not tidy all the time. <laughs> okay? I want to make that clear. Not dirty, just not exactly tidy. You know what I mean? So that's where a lot of good comedy came from, Brando and I. I got a lot of good God, man. What's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> good God, Langley.
1: Cut your hair. can you drive a normal car? Tuck your shirt in. Get a normal job. <laughs> stop smoking weed at 2 in the afternoon and playing FIFA do some
2: cocaine like a grown up okay yeah. <laughs> L-
1: lose out on something so you can be depressed about life like a normal person <laughs> so, you know it, it was. it's always great to have Brando there keeping my head out of the clouds you know well, it's good to have that anchor the
2: The, the wannabe samurai top and that shit does have to stop though I like it you're well, wrong uh, I'm not wrong yes you are Okay.
0: I haven't seen the samurai top you don't want to see it yeah I kind of do don't you dare. Got a hair tie? <laughs> you give me a hair tie. <laughs> you know what? I used to, man. There was a time when I, you would never it, find me without a hair tie. Hey, chicken, man. I
1: got yeah. a bobby pin <laughs>
3: right here. <Yeah>. See,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I look at this as a tool. He looks at that as a tool no man should have near him. No, I'm, I'm with you there. It's yeah. a tool. It's just a piece of equipment, bro. See, I, I got the king of the hill. It so separates Hilla. us from the animal kingdom. Something's wrong with pin. that boy. That boy ain't that right. That boy ain't right.
2: Dang it, Charlie. <laughs> that's that's basically true, yeah. God, the older I get, the more I understand Hank Hill. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 33 going on 70, like you said. Mm-hmm. 33 going on 70. So, Brando, <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, please. No, please. no.
0: So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested. What? Because this is really fun for me to see this dynamic because I've seen so many. This is really just my social experiment.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm going to say, Brando, why don't you – you lived with two people for three and a half years. Three yeah, years. About, about three, three years. and a half. Yeah, about three years. Um, and I've been on here long enough for people to know why you're frustrated with me. You want to talk about <laughs> like what was your life like living with Brooke and me, well, and what what is your life like now living without Brooke and me, and and knowing that we're leaving?
2: Well, basically, I mean, <laughs> you
0: want him to tell you how much he's going to miss you. Yeah, and know yeah,
2: that yeah, we're leaving, tell gonna, me you're going to miss. Tell me I love you, Brandon.
1: What an because asshole! I miss
2: you so much. <laughs> Like, well, to be I fair, I, <laughs> I based, I mean, Brooke works nights, so I, I had one and a half roommates, to be fair. That's true. That's I didn't true. see her too often. But I, I'm going to f- go full curmudgeonly old man here. Curmudgeon. And there were times when I had a, a stressful day. I, I, I got a stressful job. It pays well, lets me afford my hobbies. Life could be worse. Uh, but there were times when I'd come home from a real pain in the ass day at work. I'd come home. He'd be sitting there just playing FIFA, the kitchen was a mess, and just, good God, Langley.
1: Lang. Yep, that's true. I know, you, <laughs> I know you didn't leave the house today.
2: There were dishes ajar. Were every, that's what killed me, is, is when I wake up in the morning and walk into the kitchen... The cabinet doors are open for no reason. Whatsoever. That's true. I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like the smallest thing, but that would make me want to scream. And I can't really explain why, except I like order and tidiness.
0: I get in trouble with Natalie for that one all the time. Leaving I'm, the door open? Oh, leaving the, cl- the, the cabinet doors yeah. open? Oh, I'm busted every time. I do. I do. I tend to leave a... <laughs> them open. There, there, there were
2: times where if, if I knew Brooke wasn't home, I would try and shut them passively, aggressively, and loudly because I knew he'd be sleeping.
1: Yeah, I would usually not wake up. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's like pretty deep. Made
2: me feel a little better. It's okay. That's all that matters. Fruitless. No
0: fruit for you. Nothing. <laughs> no,
2: no.
1: <laughs> and tell what about Brooke? You like Brooke? Oh,
2: Brooke's. You don't got
1: any complaints about Brooke?
2: No, oh, Brooke's fantastic.
1: Brooke's nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. You married way the fuck up. Don't mess that up. Listen,
1: <laughs> you can't corrupt the corrupted. You got to find something nice and pure slowly corrupted over a lifetime. <laughs>
2: I'm working on it. Working on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, she's just a sweet, kind person. She loves the shit out of Brando. Yeah. And and I'll tell some backstory. I here. am pretty awesome. When uh so during during a long I like period how of humble, time. All my friends are was very down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know, Brando's great because he's he's one of those uh quiet he can seemingly be quiet at times and he won't do long overtures of expression and affection like I would. And I would corn it up, sap it up. Um, But during one of the toughest long runs of my life and my relationship with my wife, uh, she was disabled and struggling, and we really didn't know if she was ever going to be the same again. A lot of crazy details that go into that story. And we were just a single income. We didn't know where money was coming from. Everything was really bleak. And I was having to figure it out on the fly, kind of day by day. And, uh, you know, everybody reaches out to you when they're friends. You know, they call you or they send you a text or, you know, they say, oh, you know, I hope things are okay. How you doing? Then you have your really good friends who say, what can I do? You know, just, you know, they 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 require you to delegate. And that's not a bad thing. But some people just don't know what to do. And they're like, what can I do? I want to be effective. What can I do? And that's probably more like I would be right. I'd be very persistent, but I'd constantly be like, what can I do, man? You got to let me help. Brando is the kind of friend is on that other tier that's kind of by himself. He would just show up He wouldn't be particularly affectionate or nice and he would just be like here And he'd hand me a little like a paper bag or plastic bag And it would just have basic stuff that he knew I ate we ate eggs milk, you know things like that Just a couple bucks, but it was the effort right and he would show up with this stuff routinely every few weeks and that just meant the world us, you know? So we, we kind of, you know, at that point we started cutting fingers and signing contracts and blood shit. Brando's our <laughs> friend for life. We, you know, and it, it was just, uh, it spoke a lot to his character and there's an interesting story there that I want to hear from Brando's point of view, because I think he will tell it better about how we met and whatnot. There <laughs> Brando's a great example of somebody who, uh, embodies that, uh, don't make assumptions about the book's cover. Don't make assumptions about what depth is there or what versatility is there, uh, because you might not s- think it's represented well by the cover of the book. Yeah, and and a lot of that's there for me. The first awareness I came up with or was made aware of was his musical tastes are diverse and spectacular, in my opinion. <laughs> awesome, spectacular. Yeah, uh, that's uh, I that's like because you wouldn't look at Brando Key off and go bet that guy likes some old 70s funk <laughs> i bet he's shucking and jiving to some funk in his ride to work but he does man legit funk too not cool in the game <laughs> carbon copy everybody listen to it yeah. funk. there's i time about.
2: and a place for cooling the game well, okay, but i'm saying totally write it
1: off the brothers breaking out lakeside <laughs> ohio players oh I mean, I'm, I mean i mean great great yeah. great great stuff plays his the instrument They're musically inclined and an intelligent person. So it's really he's, unfortunate he's that
0: Mike kept us apart all these
1: years. He's been playing the wedge for too long. Yeah, he really
2: has been. I think Mike's
1: Mike knows he's afraid of of Brando's just sheer luminescence uh, overshadowing what Mike can produce. I, mean, I understand that. I, I get that. Sure, Brando gets in the possible. room and, and like Mike doesn't have
0: a look, it's like a, a smile that lights up the room. <laughs> Love you, Mike. And like <laughs> fucking around, bro.
1: No, but you should talk about. It. So Brando, I'm gonna key off Brando's talking about this stuff because I want to hear him talk about his history here uh but let's start here brando once upon a time was a part-time employee at software etc and he was uh hired by me and he hated me
2: let's be fair let's talk about the hiring thing
1: all right go on and cute i
2: I interviewed for the the job everything went well i believe he said yep i should be able to call you with your start date and then i think the assistant manager called and said i don't think yeah sorry try somewhere else i was kind of pissed that wasn't me i know i know but then but you know i got turned down for the job i even you might have told me that i don't remember i was 18 but then i go in like two weeks later to trade in a game to buy grand theft auto vice city just to put you know a time frame <laughs> there for the lizards. Nice. and he just kind of looks at me and says You still want a job So that's how I uh that, that's how I wound up meeting Charlie, and he's not right. I hated that fucker for the first six months.
3: Yep.
0: Why? Like, what? But I mean, why, why, that, that's, like, the that's thing. why I
2: don't exactly remember now. What were you
0: doing to him? I what worked. was going on there? Well, I, was I, it worked. was like hazing? Was it just <laughs> no? Just the natural disinclination for people to li- like you? I think. Okay, we, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> yes, hated, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> maybe
2: hated the fuckers a little strong, but
0: he was
1: annoyed by me.
0: What well, I mean was it just natural, normal? I don't like my boss kind of shit, or was it like? This guy rubs me the wrong way. I still rub him the wrong That's way. I still rub him the wrong way. Nothing's
2: changed. <laughs> he totally did rub me the wrong way. But I remember the first thing that we were able to really bond over, I think before the whole, you know, we realized we have great taste of music together, yeah. Tao Fang came out for the Xbox.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, we did. We spent a lot of time playing fighting games, and That's he's nice got incredible go. Twitch factor. That's good. Yeah. That'll do it. And uh, he's, he's a great virtual fighter. A ruthless, brutal, like, you know what? You know, in Virtua of Fighter, you're the mountain. I am. From you are. Go you're the full on Gregor you, you are. You are totally the mountain from Game of Thrones in that game. He plays he is a an incredible wolf. Really? With moves and routines I don't see much you that. have no. never seen. He has a great routine that I want to take some credit for him having <laughs> to develop. But he, dominant. If he gets you in it, good luck getting out. Good luck. <laughs> I get he, you
2: on the treadmill, you ain't getting off. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's pretty bad. He's great. He's a great player.
2: Uh, I I think I made him rage quit once because he, he played. Which, which
1: one, Virtual Fighter or or, or Jaden or, J- or not the not v- Virtual uh, Fighter? Okay, okay. Or There's software, one et cetera.
2: particular instance where I I knew his patterns so well, I was able just to keep locking, keep locking, not take any hits. He was pushing me back toward the toward the ring out. Oh yeah. He had just a quick little pause. I got a windmill toss on him and threw his ass right out. <laughs> he did. He grabbed my legs <laughs> and
1: threw me out Get the road. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> oh my god, that felt so good. I bet it was so. Yeah, we've done that to each other a few times. Though, see, Brando is one of the few loud voices that accuses me of being a long con hustle at that. Because game. Because what he will do uh, is he will,
2: go. you know, he plays best out of five like a fucking weirdo for like one. a weirdo. That's how he yes, plays. That's how yeah. he plays, man. Just you time. know, you know, fir- first to two. You know, go back to the character select screen, try something different, <laughs> move on with your lives. So what you're um,
1: saying is you're great out of the gate, but not much for the long haul.
2: But what he'll do, <laughs> shut up. But what he'll do is, you know, he'll let you have those first four wins. He'll let you have him. He's, gonna you fi- he's gonna make you think you're working for him. No. But now then he comes back and gets like three perfects in a row and just destroys you and then that's you wanna slap him in the it's face it's for real. Yeah, it's
1: really not a great character. You know, that's one reason I really like
0: that game, is because you have the ring outs. Like something like Tekken where you can just fight like infinitely down this path. Right. Like, no, you got to judge the not as much strategy and tactics that like, just that that added feature adds. Yeah. And I've returned
1: that rage quit a few times. Yeah. (laughs) He, he quit virtual fighter altogether. That was Pete. Yeah. It was Pete.
2: I jumped online one night. I hadn't played in a while. I used to destroy Pete. Yeah. Then I jumped on to go. Hey guys, you know, I got winner. Uh, Pete wrecked me like nobody had wrecked me before. I had We've been no training res- for a long time. I had no <laughs> response. I didn't know what to say. I had to turn the Xbox off and walk <laughs> away for a couple of moments. Yeah. So jumped back online about five minutes later, gave Pete his props, and that was like the last time I played Virtual Fighter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it could give you emotional. And plus yeah. in the end, I'm more of a Marvel versus Capcom three kind of guy. Oh yeah,
1: you were totally Rocket Punch. Dominant. Mouth Laser. Yeah, and then uh, when they had Wesker in there, you were, God. Oh, my boy, Wesker. You were a damn terror with <laughs> Wesker. The <laughs> game is not always enjoyable for me. But no, he, yeah, we we he really, I think I just rubbed everybody the wrong way early on at, at that job. I came in thinking my shit didn't stick a little bit, and then I already come off like that. So, it was doubled down a little bit. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I wanted to maintain some pretty high standards, and I was just rubbing everybody the wrong way. Basically. But he did.
2: He so did maintain those standards. We became better friends as we started working together more. And when we all went our separate ways, we obviously stayed in touch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, they were the
0: core that, group that of guys. That speaks, speaks volumes. It does.
1: On, on both
0: counts. Yeah.
1: Yep. And my wife's cool. a good person. She's pretty cool. And... um her, you know it was, it's it's one of those things it's a statement where it'd be one thing if he and i were friends and uh, my wife and him kind of got along or something but you know it, they it, it would they would both be happier at times when i wasn't around so they could <laughs> hang out we were so happy things. when he went out of town yeah because exactly. everything was on a routine and on a schedule <laughs> and neatly put in its places and everything uh you know i i have a certain function i can deliver in great capacity, but one of them is not that. <laughs> so they were always happy when I was gone for a bit. They're good people. They like each other.
2: Get along very well. So what got
1: seriously, you into funk, bro? Seriously, listeners, like, you married what, up. Was it just learning to play an instrument, playing the sax? I mean, what, what got you into listening to uh, well, there's, I mean, great old school music? George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, Ohio Players, have Lakeside. Seen, yeah, have mean, you
0: seen George Clinton? Did you see? ever get a chance to see the uh, the All Stars live,
1: live? Yeah. No, I never saw George Clinton live. And I would blew, love oh to. Oh my God, blew my mind. I it would have loved to. This is oh, back man. when
0: Lollapalooza was a touring tour. Oh wow! And I think it was uh, wow. '94. Yeah, it was. It was an experience. Yeah, spectacular. But yeah, what 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 brought you to that table? It was
2: a couple of things. You know, elementary school, you pick an instrument and you play it if you want. I picked up the saxophone, got pretty decent at it. Played in junior high. Junior high, you know did my time in jazz band, did it in high school as well, so I learned about a lot I learned a lot about old jazz that way. Now, my father still does, listen to listens to a lot of old music, so I was, I was raised on that, too. Um, a funny little tangent, um, I remember when I was a kid and my dad got his first big hi-fi stereo set. He was really happy. And I remember he took me to, oh, I forgot what it was called, I think Warehouse Music, which at the time... Was at River and Oracle.
0: I remember that warehouse yeah. music. I know the one you're talking about.
2: And I, I went with him, and he bought his first five CDs. Those first five CDs were Tony Bennett doing his bunch of Frank Sinatra covers. Perfectly Frank. That's name <laughs> of uh, Marvin Gaye's greatest hits. Great Asia by Steely Dan. Wow. A James Taylor CD, uh, Sweet Baby James. And that's not. Sp- I mean, that's a I pretty think popular. It was Hollenode's greatest hits, basically. Oh, great! Love Hollenode. So the first five CDs he ever owned, and again, and this is when I was much younger, before the saxophone days. But on the weekends, you know, hey, he's got five CDs. It's a five disc changer. He just puts that shit on and goes. So I heard that stuff throughout my youth, just on repeat ad infinitum. So it just burned its way into my brain. Oh, you know, it was your soundtrack. It was my soundtrack. And it's funny because I was, you know, talking with my dad about a year or two ago, just having a drink, and I shared this memory with him, and the reason why is because I realized that years later, those same five CDs made their way into my collection, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Um,
2: But in terms of, that's how I I came to to love jazz. Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Herbie Hancock, all that great stuff.
0: Have you continued to study it, or what?
2: I, I stopped playing after high school. I do regret it. I still own the instruments. I should get them repatted and start getting the old chops back, getting my chops back. But I live in an apartment now, so sound is a concern. It's something I I do need to do.
0: Because on a future episode, you're going to have to play. We'll see. (laughs) We'll
2: see. That might be really embarrassing. That'll be be fun. But the funk. So, you know, as every kid in elementary school in the mid-90s, you know, you grow up with some West Coast G-Funk hip-hop, right? So you'll hear songs like, uh, Snoop Dogg song, What's My Name, Nate Dogg and Warren G, Regulate.
1: Regulate's right, yeah, great.
2: But what you don't know when you first listen to that is they really, they sample a lot of oh, really yeah. old great music. So I think, again, my dad heard me, you know, white kid in suburbia, like 1994, listening to the Snoop Dogg, and he recognizes the backing track and tells me about it. So...
1: Straight from James Brown, man.
2: So that's how I that's how I learned about George Clinton. That's how I learned about, it's not really funk, but that's how I learned about Michael McDonald. I love Michael <laughs> McDonald. I, I love Michael McDonald. And once I started hearing that kind of music, I, I wanted more. I had to get more into it because my my musical taste now is basically, and this is to a certain extent, I ain't down with drum and chord bullshit. The more horns, the better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like brass. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's why I like. we like
1: Jamiroquai. do I like Jamiroquai? That's why you like it's some of the uh 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 come on. Um, oh my god. 24 karat guy. Bruno Mars.
2: Bruno Mars does have some pretty good stuff, you
1: know, but the more funky it sounds, the more reminiscent of that sound are the songs that I like the best. Takes me back to simpler like times. Like Treasure. Treasure. Treasure is a great song, but it seems like right out of a page out of yesterday.
2: Treasure could have been a track on Michael Jackson's Off the Wall. Out right. Now that's
1: a great call. I agree with you completely.
2: But um yeah, the older but you know, as I grow up, I just I just never stopped enjoying it. Um I think I said it earlier about that Marvin Gaye song, got to give it up. It's just that kind of music just always makes me feel good, makes me feel happy. For some people it's metal, for some people it's shitty pop music. But no. Uh, that's <laughs> clearly a well, reference yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty pop music doesn't begin to describe what you listen what? to. What are you talking about? Gold frap? Great. No.
1: Yes. Negative. Didn't they do a cover I of th- The Cures just like heaven? Yeah. Empire, no, of <laughs> Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. What you really like is my French tech pop. Oh, Jesus
3: Christ.
0: <laughs> you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about about this, this appreciation for what came before. Yeah. Because I've, I find that to be a common thread between people I actually can get along with. If you can't if you don't care about what you like that is is that is current or modern and where it came from what influenced what it what the foundation you, of yeah, it and is where the yeah yeah is. i'm with if you if you cannot get behind that or if you have no inclination to dig into that then i can't identify with you like i i i, I have a hard I time have, I, I have musically hard time. especially yeah because <laughs> brandon was talking about uh like when he first saw some episodes of twin peaks and he said he could see how the modern stuff that he was watching yeah, had been influenced. Yeah, by absolutely. That. And so that that drives you to go back and look at that, and that's how I felt because uh, with music, I got introduced to Metallica, and I was like, "Well, what did they listen to?"
2: Oh, we got to talk about my, about my metalhead phase too. <laughs> well, well, there's
0: there's yeah. a there's a lot in common there, though. Really,
1: there's an interesting thing to be said about, um, you know, when you're talking about music, and and coming aware of those kinds of things and how you know, I just. I think it's representative of somebody's diversity. And the other thing is, is it, okay, so we're, we're using it, as it in metaphoric terms. If you don't listen to a certain type of music or a certain song and you can't or aren't interested in extrapolating where that idea maybe came from or even just curiously trying to find more music that you might like that's similar, that's analogous to how I make sense of the world around me day to day. You know, and if you're not doing that, I don't, I don't have any idea how you understand the world going on around you. That person would be
0: interesting to me just as a study. Like, how do you look at the world then? And, <laughs> and, 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 like,
1: how do you go about your day to day life? I like, imagine that's just in, like we're all of us <laughs> are in a, like a like a one like you know what I'm saying like a two way mirror or one way mirror, and they're in this white padded room where we're like, Hit, cue the music. <laughs> so, what is it? How does that make you feel? Right. What? Well,
0: um, what would. Where were you when you first heard?
1: <laughs> like, uh, Brandon, let's lock you in a white padded room and play nothing but Kylie Minogue. And uh, oh, what's another one that you get? Can I watch by? the
2: Kylie Minogue video at least? Uh, Locomotion. Yeah, pretty hot. Oh, she was hot. Still is. She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's a beautiful woman.
1: But you know what I'm saying. What's like it? He picks on me because in my myriad of music is a lot of techno poppy so. dance stuff.
2: Bad. It has its place. That's I, okay. I'm a physically yeah, yeah, yeah. expressive person. I like fair, to though, dance. Its place yeah. is not at 7 a.m. on a Saturday like, morning. Hey, That's man. its best place. No, it's a great place. <laughs> uh. It's a great place. <laughs> all right, but, my, but yeah, even though we had the jazz on one side, we got like the funk and soul and R and B on the other. And all, I mean, Charlie, you remember my cousin Jason, right? Yeah. So he and his twin brother Nick, they come to visit from Colorado a lot, and they were a big influence on me they're about four years older they were really cool cousins so they introduced me to a lot of uh, video games they're the reasons why I love those old like LucasArts and Westwood point and click adventures mm-hmm. they gave me a copy of The Secret of Monkey Island on CD which I can still play through in one sitting because I remember all the puzzles How sad as that um, but they also left me a lo- on one trip a copy of Megadeth's Countdown to Extinction yeah, and Master of Puppets <laughs> now, this predates the funk and the jazz. Because um, then I, I, I had no taste in music. I didn't really care. I listened to 94.9 with my mom on the way to school in the mornings. What was that was 94.9? Much,
1: it,
2: was, it was still basically what it is now. Oh, contemporary what, yeah. like music? Yeah. You know, what, what you'd hear in the dentist. On, who's con-
1: who's contemporary? Like Bruce who's... Hornsby and The Range. Okay. There you go.
2: All right, gotcha. But I, I remember getting that copy of the uh, of Master of Puppets, putting it in my CD player, hitting play. You know, battery starts up kind of slow. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. It gets a little build-up and then slaps you in the face. Oh, that was great. Yeah. So I, I did develop an appreciation for metal. I don't listen to it a whole lot nowadays, but it does have its time and its place.
1: Brando's one I of think those... I the Bible said that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. No, uh, Brando's one of those guys uh, I'm really like i was saying about Guns and w-
2: Roses use your illusions oh, too they left me that Guns as well
1: awesome i'll i'll get him on that met yeah I, but met he's met just Appetite
0: is Still probably one of the best albums of all time like Easily. across all genres it would it would really rank up there
2: those i believe those same it cousins is and legendary. i legendary met Axel Rose and Sedona, and this is about when User Illusion Two came which, out. Which, which,
1: oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was
2: still well, pretty. Well, the
0: illusions came out
1: at the
2: same time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which, which I was about to say, which, which Axel Rose, but that time, well, that I, I time remember, stamps it for I me. I
2: remember when they were down here visiting, <laughs> and we went and, we went to the, the probably that same warehouse music. We we only bought User Illusion Two. I came into number one la- later that on. That was the my race.
0: first of the illusions was two.
2: But I I remember. The three of us, we were up in Sedona for some reason. It was about the same point in time, and Axel Rose was there. <gasps> Rockstar, let's go meet him. Let's go ask for an autograph. Um, Axel Rose told like, a seven-year-old brando to go fuck himself.
0: He was a sweetheart, wasn't total, he? Total, totally yeah.
2: lovely man. Although, it, I mean, <laughs> at, that, at that point in his <laughs> life, he was probably on his way to bang Stephanie Seymour, so I don't really blame him for not wanting to stop it He share. banged Stephanie Seymour? W- wasn't she the one in, like, the, the November Rain video? Was she?
0: Know. No, I thought that was his wife. Didn't he get married to the girl in the November Rain video? Yeah, but wasn't she like a
2: supermodel? I couldn't even
0: it was tell. Great, that, I don't know.
2: We will reference Wikipedia <laughs> another time. All yeah, right. That
0: song is actually pretty solid.
2: It I, is a I, great I really song. Like I, I like Rain. November Rain a yeah. lot. When it, when it comes to their more balladly y stuff, I gotta say, I gotta give it to Estranged.
1: Really, that's nice. You know
0: what? Some of my favorite songs from Guns N' Roses were the ones written by Izzy Stradlin. Like, whenever I go back and, and, like, listen to him, like, those were some of my favorites. And I'm not sure why, like, 14 years. Uh, more, more I don't know if he did the Pretty Tied Up. That was a hilarious jam if you listen to that. Um, but all right, all right. So Axl Rose, not a sweet man. What <laughs> I, uh, no. Another
2: story about a celebrity. One of my aunts married a WWF wrestler. Yeah, That was an interesting wedding. Uh, the Undertaker was at the wedding. Wow, So I, I watched, you know, <laughs> as, as, a, as all dumb kids do, I watched professional wrestling growing up. I liked The Undertaker a lot. And my Uncle Freddie, who's about my age, you know, Grandpa was married three times. I got aunts and uncles of all ages. Uh, he's a big fan, too. So it's like, oh, shit, it's The Undertaker. We just got to go talk to him. We weren't trying to be obnoxious. We just wanted to say hi, introduce ourselves. Hey, we're big fans. And he cut us off. It's like, no, no, this is, you know, this is your aunt and uncle's day. It's just you know, asshole.
1: Wow, I don't know. Maybe kind of respectful it, okay, though. Yeah, maybe towing some it, line there it, for his friend. What was the, what was the wrestler your your aunt married again? Mm. Or do you not want to say? We'll, we'll leave it out. Okay, yeah. Okay, I <laughs> get you there. All right.
2: He is still he is still active.
1: Okay. Oh, okay, I won't right. say. It. I won't figure it out then. Charlie,
0: any uh, celebrity uh, encounters that you did you want to share?
1: Huh Me personally, celebrity yeah. encounters. I mean, nothing nothing that's too celebrity. I mean, really. besides Arvig. Yeah. Besides the infamous Mike <laughs> Arvig, uh, no, nothing yeah. like that. Nothing really comparable. Um, you know, there's some some interactions between, uh, like Harry Connick Jr. When my family was in New oh. Orleans, the Connick, uh, his dad was uh, mayor or governor, mayor, one of those. But yeah, they, you know, my my family knew the Connicks, and uh, th- that was like famous adjacent, I guess before he was ever in music, though. he His dad was in government, and that's a lot, I think, why we even knew them at all. There was an old fiddle player, country fiddle <laughs> player named Doug Kershaw that my dad used to pal around with. Yeah. Um, my stepdad is a Sinatra stylist entertainer, and he just performed with Paul Anka. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. The Paul Anka? The Paul Anka. He, <laughs> he, he had gotten uh, hired to go and do this thing in Beverly Hills, and he's on stage singing Sinatra, and he's Incredible, by the way, um, at singing Sinatra, and Paul Anka walks out and says, "Hey, that's my song," and starts singing oh, right there great. on stage with him. And so that was a like a you know closest thing to meeting Frank Sinatra for my for my uh, for my dad. Yeah, that's but cool. that's about it. Not not anybody uh, that I would say is famous. There are some people that are out there that might be more notable than others that I, I know or have had friendships with, but not nobody crazy that I can think of personally um but i was gonna say about brando you know the dude's got a crazy intellect and he's outspoken and funny as shit he's got dry brunt ass humor that can just put you <laughs> in your place and and i need that kind of thing to check my ego yes you do um, i can see how that plays off each other yeah so it works really well yeah. and and of course if i do end up one-upping it, he's drives him crazy because i won't shut up about it nope <laughs> did no i tell not. you Brandon, I want to take a moment to mention that I went back-to-back in fantasy football last year, uh, just so I can have it on the record.
2: Fantasy football is dead to me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're coming back this season. I've told everybody we're all excited. You better thank Sharon for that. I do thank Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for bringing back the Apathy Coalition. You better go buy her some gifts. His team name is the Apathy Coalition, which (laughs) I love, by the way. It
2: might have to get changed to Kung Fu Treachery this year.
1: Yeah, I think you have to do Kung Fu Treachery. Speaking of Kung Fu, uh, Brandon, I think you should take some time this guy is six foot tall and, uh, you know, meaty build guy, like got some muscle to him, but you wouldn't predict he, he's the kind of guy you definitely aren't surprised to see carrying a golf bag here and there. Right. He looks like that dude. What you don't expect was for as him, a motherfucker, pretty waspy, pretty waspy.
2: And now that I own an iPhone and I shop at Whole Foods, it's driving good. a cord, <laughs> the circle is now complete. driving a
1: cord. Don't talk do shit about my Accord, son. <laughs> <laughs> right, Work for an insurance company that shall remain lame, l- label-less, but it's got a fucking lizard that's always on TV. That
2: goddamn lizard.
1: etc. <laughs> etc. Et you are yuppie incarnate. But, the, it's but in the my, golf bag. My, my dad. In the golf bag is a very, very cool katana. Well. And you, should, you the, should start the, talking the yuppie, about that a little the bit. The
2: thing is, the yuppie thing you bring up is kind of funny because a long time ago when I first started playing golf, I went to go visit my dad. I had something in my trunk for him, so we went out to my car, popped my trunk, he's a golf bag. It's like, oh wow, my son's turning into a fucking yuppie.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep, you are. No, but the guy the guy has on his wall right now like four katanas, legit swords. Yeah. Handcrafted, beautiful swords. And they're not you know, I would have appreciated it if it was strictly gamesmanship for women. If it was just you're kind of like, you know what, I'm going with the katana bed. I'm going to buy some swords. They're going to think I'm legit. This motherfucker is legit. I've seen slow motion video of him hacking up a, a mat rolled up with his sword like it was butter. I mean, he's got some skills, man. He's really good. He's dedicated. He's taking some ass kickings. And he's he's great at it. You so should talk about what is it? Little, what got you into it? Little backstory. Does your sword compensate for something you feel maybe you need
2: to compensate for, Brando? I mean,
1: I see your swords keep getting bigger and bigger. I don't know if that's on purpose.
2: Uh, no, my penis is fine. Thank you. For oh, okay, it. Was, that was a sword question. No you took it to a
1: dirty place. Get your mind out of the gutter.
2: All right, so we got to go. a Little backstory. So, <laughs> when I was a kid, I did some some basic uh, Tang Sudo. It was the chun do the Chuck Norr system, whatever the hell it was called back then. Um, it was
1: Chun-Kak-Do. Yeah. Teng-Sudo is the, the Korean, uh, like, lethal Taekwondo. did it for a couple of years,
2: did some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, when I was there as well. But for just whatever reason, I stopped doing it. I got up to, uh, to a, I think, the belt before Black Belt before I just lost interest. But as I got older, you know, I did regret it. I always thought about jumping back into something. I just never got around to doing it. Now... About, uh, geez, I think it was December of 2015. Uh, I My retina in my good eye severely detached. I lost about 75% of my vision in my good eye. That was fun. That was a tough time. I was there to witness that. So, you know, you go to the doctor. She looks in your eye after dilating it. And the first words out of her mouth are, fuck. You know you're in for a fun night. <laughs> she leans you back for a better look. Ah shit! When was the last time you ate? It's never something you want a doctor to ask you. That's um, true. Long story short, I needles are coming,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Scalpels are coming, yeah. Uh, anesthesia is coming, but I I had to wind up going to the hospital for emergency eye surgery because do it now or I'm probably not getting my vision back.
1: He looked like a Bond villain for oh a couple of God. weeks. It was a trip. Now,
2: it was a uh, it was rough because if you have like a, a retinal tear or like a real basic detachment. It could kind of just be done with lasers, you know, just take care of you in the office, maybe nothing too crazy. But mine was so severely detached that, uh, yeah, they had to go in, drain the fluid out of my eye, and inflate it it with air so the doctor could work. The reason why she asked if I ate is because I should have been put under general anesthesia for this. Uh But I ate. Couldn't so do not it. I happen. was awake, but you know, I, I I've had cataract surgery in the past. They put in nerve blockers on one side of your face. He so lives like, Clockwork Orange, yeah, basically. Yeah. So you you don't <laughs> see anything coming. You don't feel anything. They put a cloth over the side so you can't realize what's going on. <laughs> Put some and stuff in your they gave ball, me some man. really, really good drugs. I mean, they gave me the stuff <laughs> that oh, killed. There are them. benefits. They gave me the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. I got to <laughs> you know it's good. <laughs> I'm not saying I condone what happened to the we guy, but I, can it off it. The wall. but I can see the appeal. That was good <laughs> shit. Because when I was on the operating table, the thing that was bothering me the most was the shitty Christmas music they were playing.
0: But no, you, could, you don't even get a request. You didn't even get a word no That's a bummer, that. right? Like see, if no, you're no, going to be awake here, that, You get my, a call You get to say here's it Here's my thought No, here's my It's thought. beginning They're the ones working on like s-
2: Christmas They're the ones working <laughs> To save my vision right okay, now valid they can listen point. to whatever The fuck they want okay. Okay. I don't care okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know I might have to complain uh, No, but, I'm um, with you there actually I changed my plea I'm paying for the experience So
2: they pull the jelly Out of your eye inflate it with air So they can it. in Please pull over to vomit And then when they're done they basically filled my eye up with a silicon oil instead of so and the reason why they do that is the next month of my life my full-time job was laying face down that oil floats to the back of your eye keeps the (sighs) rest in place and puts pressure on it so we can heal i had that stuff in my eye for half a year because my it it was that bad yep i mean i was only on my face for about a month thank god I watched season two of Daredevil on a lot of drugs. I don't remember anything but ninjas. Um, awesome. <laughs> but no, um, it was honestly the worst time of my life. After I got that, uh, after everything healed up, we went in for another operation to pull the oil out, put some gas in there instead.
0: Like a leaded, like 97. What? 87. 87. 87. A- 87. A- 87. Okay. Goddamn HMOs. What like, performance. I, I mean, think. look, if
1: Brandon was a car, he's not a Ferrari. Okay. okay?
0: Did you take him for a ride? You don't know.
1: 87. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> but the reason why they do the gas is over time, your body will absorb that and replace it with the vitreous gel that's actually in your eye. Obviously, you've used a level to make sure a picture's straight, right?
0: And many other things. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, so you, while it was healing, I had a level bubble in my eye as the gas was dissipating and it was being replaced by fluid. That was kind of weird. But no, after all that was said and done, and like eight months later, I can actually start doing activities again. I wanted to, you know, besides that, I did a little cycling. I played golf, you know, basic stuff. But um, I decided I wanted to, do, to try something new, something to get active again. And one of the guys I work with had uh, has done shodokan karate for a number of years. He was a kendoka for, God, 18 years, I What's think. What's a kendoka? Um, kendo student. Okay. Thank you. Kendo, kendoka, judo, judoka. For people who yeah. don't know, for the listener, you guys are about to hear some real serious and me slang terms. Yeah, so it's a technical I, I terms here in a moment. I want to add in I'll a try stitch. And break it down.
1: I want to add in a couple of stitches. Tangent stitch first is uh, so you know one of those things that that made the relationship for him living in in uh, with us for so long. You know, Brooke and I are all, we're big share. We share everything we have with people that we care about and so you know a lot of times brando before he was hardcore dieting we would always have you know we were always cooking dinner and it was just easy we'd eat together we'd you know it was easy because we had similar tastes and um so it was you know during especially during those times that's where brooke my wife jumps in and and you know when he would have his issues medically she's a professional medical professional Mm -hmm. And so, she, you know, she was always there trying to bring him something he wanted to eat or trying to help him out by doing laundry or by bringing him, you know, whatever. It, just trying to help him with information or if he was noticing something that was different. It was a great... I'm just trying to add some depth to that friendship. Um, uh, that's the one stitch. I don't know if you want to say anything about that before I go on and find other. stitch. And, and
2: those, these two, Brooke and Charlie, were a fantastic help during that point in my life. They came... because. During that first month, I went and stayed with my dad. Yeah. He'd recently retired. I needed someone to help take care of me.
1: And you didn't and want it to be me. It would've too, told him too much. too much. It um, been too much. I'm for actually
2: him. really glad Brooke was asleep when I tried to call her. <laughs> um, but um and so I went and stayed with him for three or four weeks. I think he enjoyed playing dad as well again. But at the same time, he was still really worried about the whole thing because, you know, people at home aren't gonna see the horror show that I'm about to show Mitch. But this okay, is what Mitch my eye—Mitch doesn't need to see it either. He's cool. this is what my eye looked like. For. <laughs> <laughs> this is, come on, Mitch. You what time are I was just I was just checking the recording. Yeah. He, he he was looking away. He was looking away. This is four days after that operation. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. That's pretty
2: harsh. Obviously, pretty for hardcore. the listeners, I'll just basically say that I was rocking the Eye of Sauron for about a It months. did look like the Eye of Sauron. Um, and, yeah, I mean, when I was with my dad, Brooke and Charlie would come to visit yeah. just to keep me in good spirits. Because we love you, I have Brando. two very good friends I worked with, Hope and Cassie, that came to visit me as well. I would Brandy hug you, you more it. often
1: than you'd be comfortable letting me,
2: Brando. They're fantastic friends. <laughs>
0: No need to open but, up a little bit, man. Be accepting of those hugs. Uh, I he, bet you he gets good he, hugs. <laughs> when nobody's looking, he'll take
1: them. He'll take I'm them. okay with hugs, but he gets weird about it. I, so. I'll come and start like rubbing his leg. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, man. He just gets, That's he's just about love. to punch me in the That's face.
2: That's so, uh, so I decided I wanted to finally, okay, you know what? I'm a grown-up. I got a decent job. I have money. Let's get back into martial arts. I can afford it, right?
1: I gotta add a this so, before you go on. I got I gotta add this before. But hold that thought. So just so you guys have this idea, attention. he talks about 2015 and he's gonna get back into martial arts, right? Um, so for from my point of view, there was a point in time where the infamous Mike Arvig and I and Brando would go to the gym and we would work out together, lift weights, do different things. And I spent a lot of time in my life in martial arts, and so we would, you know, we found a heavy bag. And a couple of workout bags, kickboxing bags. And I was going over like routines with these guys, like five minute heart pushing routines. We'd go through, you know, just like you would do sets with any weights. And some going over like how I would throw punches, kicks, whatever. And we would work on that stuff. And my experience seeing Brando there was that he didn't enjoy that part, right? It did not seem like like Mike will get in there and want to start throwing punches and kicks and he's really enjoying himself and he likes doing it, and, he, and he's pretty comfortable, pretty good, he's got decent form for the most part. He's not very limber, but he was working at it, and he was enjoying it. And for Brando, you know, footwork was a little different. Um, he had taken a martial art and kept him very static from his previous experience, but it just wasn't as an enjoyable an experience for him, right? And so we tried that several times. And you fast forward to when he's deciding, like, what he's saying. Well, so I decide I'm going to get back into martial arts. From my point of view, being his friend, and, I'll, and he'll tell you what his uh, teacher thought when he first started going to, I really did not put uh, – I'm not going to say put a lot of stock, but I was so like, what? You were going to get into mar- – What <laughs> you know, like, what kind of mar- – because I'm such a junkie about that kind of thing. I'm a fan. So I was like, what kind of martial art are you going to get into, man? Like what are you gonna do And I, and then i wasn't sure it was really sword. gonna last you know i was like and then well true truly when he first and so i'll let him tell you what it is but first time he shows up and he's talking about the sword play and and you know the first thing that comes into my mind is uh uh, uh what do they call that when they're out playing like larp larp like i thought <laughs> this because at first it does yeah. look if you to the untrained eye Maybe this is a little LARPy, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how real yeah. this is. And as time went on, though, it became like I—I I mean, we were. The more time went on, the more impressed we got, and the more you could see he was really dedicated to it and really appreciating the tradition of it. I'll let him tell you. But yeah, so it was just a cool thing to remember back in those days when. You know we're going through these elaborate moves On the bag and practicing shit And Brando could give less fucks He's just like <laughs> Hey everybody's you know, got their thing And apparently right. it was blades Right. Well, and that's know, so that's thing. great
0: because now I know that I have someone else To look forward to joining my zombie apocalypse party Well Yeah we're going like, to have, you have know, great like, characters well, yeah,
1: well, We need somebody with a katana
2: Well that's what I'm saying Brando's like, the guy like, with the katana Gotta have
1: melee guys yeah. too I like, build interesting Rube Goldberg traps
2: so basically, my, my co-worker, <laughs> he, he talked about uh, the dojo he goes to. Yeah, I, I, I thought about checking it out, but I got sidelined with that whole eye thing. So when I was, fi- I was finally given the go-ahead by the doctor to resume normal life again, I asked where it was, when did I show up, and I went. Um, went and had a you know a free lesson. It was a, on a Saturday. It was just my, my friend and our, our sensei there. So I got some one-on-one time, got to learn a bit about the history of the style. I really enjoyed it. The traditional historical aspect of it appealed to me as well. So that's when I decided to sign up to learn Sekiguchi Shinshinryu Iaijutsu. Say that one more time. Yes. Sekiguchi Shinshinryu Iaijutsu. All right. So if er, you listen
1: to a song and don't want to know what its foundation is, Right? We were just saying that about a metaphor. Here's a person I'm who, trying to explain it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Parallel. I was letting it sink in for those out there in radio land. I had to be obvious. Jesus. I ruined it. Sorry. So basically what... um, <laughs> It's a, about a 450-year-old sword art. Now, for any budoka out there, I'm only explaining this with about a year's worth of experience. If I say something wrong, it's... Yeah.
1: I just want to say budoka. That was fun. I might name one of my pipes Budoka.
2: That'd be offensive. All right. Um,
1: <laughs> budoka? Can I pronounce it differently? There you go.
2: So basically, Iaijutsu, which is an older version of... Budoka. I- budoka. Which is an older version of... Budoka? Eido. Uh, now, Ei is basically cutting from the draw. Your sword is in its sheath. It's <laughs> saya. Someone comes up to you, starts some shit, and you need to deal with it. So all of the kata begin with the sword in the sheath. And end with the sword in the sheath. I'm going to be using basic terms here again, just so people can follow along. People know Japanese martial arts. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyways.
1: These are all sexual references as yes, far yes, as the art concerned. Sword, um, sheath.
2: Yeah. But I got a basic lesson about the history of the art. It's uh, about 450 years old. It's been passed down by oral tradition. And my sensei is actually... Are the you giggling at oral? I
1: did. I'm guilty. Oral tradition. I was guilty of giggling at oral tradition.
2: <laughs> and the fu- cool thing is my I have a very good resource because my sensei is the head of the organization in the United States. He's good at what he does. So, I, you know what? What the hell? This seems like a lot of fun. It seems very interesting. Signed up. Oh, started sure. going to class. Started with a wooden sword just to learn the basics of. About two weeks later, I realized I really liked this. And, uh, they, somebody gave me a good deal to buy an Iaito, a practice sword. Made out of a metal alloy, but it's dull, so you're not know, gonna cut your arm off. Kept at it, kept at it, and then, you know, you just keep buying more crap. The o- tangent. The older I'm getting, I'm trying to become more frugal. So, so it really sucks that all my hobbies. Are, <laughs> it really sucks that all my hobbies are expensive <laughs> as shit.
1: Yeah, I was about to say frugal. Let's buy a five hundred dollars sword. But
2: uh, whew, that's good. That's good. Bourbon. That's but yeah, I'm. I do. I do really enjoy it. It's um and again one of the reasons why I'm enjoying this is because it's not contact. Now, I wouldn't mind doing a full contact martial art again, but I after everything I've been through, I'm now terrified to get hit on this side of my head. Oh yeah, so striking. Cut. Yeah, it's yeah, smart, smart. Yeah, no, I'm with so you. So this really appeals to me, and along with that, at the same place, I'm learning um. Aki Jujitsu as well, Japanese Jujitsu. That's fun. That's painful. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of uh, throws, joint locks, pain compliance. So
1: tell him about when you got the handwritten oh, oh note yes. right. from the old master, the old man.
2: So uh, I've been doing this about 10 months, and our, our dojo hosted a, a competition that was closed only to our style. A taikai is, a, is the word. So a bunch Sounds of like our, it's delicious. A bunch of Shinshin Ryu practitioners from across the country <laughs> flew to Tucson for this. I took about a week off work to truly enjoy it. And we had our headmaster from Japan, our Soke, fly in for this with two of his students from Japan. Hattori Hanzo. So really cool to meet them as well. Um, it's about a four-day Why Tucson? It's because the... the head of the organization in the United States lives here.
1: Just as simple as that. Pretty
2: much. Right. Interesting side note. And we have a pretty nice dojo.
1: Interesting side note though. One of the most uh, famous worldwide names in uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu is in Tucson as well. I mean, but why do they choose Tucson? I, I mean, I maybe the same reason anybody like, does. I think they... Because Tucson rocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because,
2: because the dirty tea rocks and snow sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do
1: think that some people just find their way here, but I think others really genuinely like it. Sifu Fong is still here, been here for 35 years or yeah. something. I mean, it, it's an interesting parallel, right? The master of two different martial arts live here, and they're yeah. Yeah, not to... Yeah, so it's, I just think that's pretty... uh pretty cool little it is thing old man's here anyway go ahead sorry yeah. so
2: with this competition there were about 40 of us a 40 there were about 40 of us there total um you know the first night we had class with our our so observing and teaching as well which is phenomenal the guy's extremely old but can still swing a sword like nobody's business um second day we had a uh, a competition now again it's it's ei Jutsu. There's no like dueling really. That's what kendo is. That's Japanese fencing. Where you basically put on Darth Vader armor and hit people with bamboo sticks. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um but no, that was a really really fun experience. I didn't expect to do too well. I'd only been doing this about 10 months, but you know, perf- you know, we we had to do it. I feel like, a revelation coming on. We didn't, oh, we didn't, we didn't, so cool. We didn't uh, we didn't have a choice. You're going to so trip. So we did two Kata events, which I did I did okay. Not too bad. You're being humble, but the uh, but the, the the event I didn't expect to do well in was the what we call Thomas Shigiri event, which is cutting cutting with a real sword, rolled up bamboo mats. I didn't even own a real sword at that point. I had to borrow one. Actually, two of us had, oh geez, no, four of us were using a total of four of us were using one person's sword because we didn't have enough to go around because that's a big that's, that's a, you know, yeah. a big investment. And I only actually cut one time before then. I had some some mats I rolled up a couple days before the competition, got a little extra practice in. Didn't do too great. We had a little you know cutting seminar the day before the um, the competition that that helped out a lot. But in my my rank division, I I, I, I won the event. That felt well really done. good, considering that was the one event that. I mean, this was an all day. Competition and my dad showed up for part of it, and that was that it? was the one event he got to see yeah. me do. Oh, Man, that's, awesome. that's, right, that's That's my it. boy, that's, right. <laughs> that's my boy.
3: He he can cut like nobody's been
0: there.
2: I so used that, to cut like that when I was a kid, so that that felt really awesome. Um, and as part of that, I ended up getting a handwritten kanji cert uh, award from our headmaster. It
1: looks like a fucking movie prop, bro. It oh, does. That's it's awesome.
2: great, and uh. And the prize was a book and a wooden sword that he that he wrote a phrase on bold diligence and gave to me as well. That was my prize. And that I hadn't been doing this a year, so that felt phenomenal. And then we had a a party at our sentence house afterwards. And one of the guys from Japan, who I'll just I'll leave his name out, uh ah, that was a fun guy. Um, I mean, it was a party. We all had quite a few drinks. And he comes over to us and starts yeah. Talking to us about how but Soke thinks about us Americans. He's very fond of us. He likes he's very impressed with how we're we're progressing. Okay. <laughs> he, as a as society, society? I like as us a too. culture. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like, you know, whatever works. Um, <laughs> and then he points to me and says, Soke. This vi- one right Soke, here. very impressed with your cutting. He knows who you are now, expects good things and then he punched me in the head. (laughs) Sign of affection. Which apparently from people who know him said that's a sign of affection and acceptance. Always with martial arts. He then tried to pull me into the pool later, but I had like 120 pounds on him, so it didn't work out too well in his favor. (laughs) So
1: here's my thing. Do you remember the ranking system from Virtua Fighter?
2: Yes. That'll come into play next. Okay, just keep that in mind. Okay. So (laughs) in the day after competition, we had testing, and I don't know how often we get to test in front of our headmaster, our Soke. So awesome. Um, I didn't expect to be testing for the rank I was, so it was kind of a surprise. But, God, that was a long day. But I was able to test in front of him, and I earned my my showdown, my first on. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. on. Ah, uh, that's got, awesome. Jumped through, jumped through all those cues, went right to done.
1: Yep. So he literally has this, like... Incredibly handwritten uh, Japanese award.
0: You should send me a picture of that. I can start. I could start well, I, well, send it to me because I could. I would like to since we don't have video yet. You post I, like, I could post it oh, with with cool. a, with the with, with the podcast. So you can imagine or his it's...
1: walls look legit, man. He's got yeah. swords and he's got these pu- cool posters. The odd thing is the old man drew a picture of Akira right on it from Virtua what? Fighter. <laughs>
2: look at that.
1: Yeah, no, it's that's the real business right there. Yeah, it looks like it was I, I like found on an old ship. It's like papyrus I, or something. I, I
2: also got to learn the hard way how fucking expensive custom framing is. Yeah, never again. But you, um, oh,
1: you love this image? That'll be a thousand dollars. That's uh,
2: yeah. So no, I got those two things. Framed, no, this is a special but, glass. But in the future, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go basic because that really hurt the old credit card. <laughs> um, but no, that was that was an amazing weekend. I got to meet a lot of and make some. Awesome friends from people across the country. And I don't like good friends. A couple times a year, our sensei will go to Japan to visit our soke, do a little training, all that good stuff. Uh, I can't pull it off this year, but if my plans come to fruition, I will be going with them in, tw- in
1: 2018. So it, cool, right? Yeah, pretty interesting. Cool. And
2: so, like, for me. I also just got my term is my fourth Don in Aki Jiu Jitsu as well just recently. That was it's pretty amazing. That, that was a fun test.
1: And, and so like for 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 just from an outsider's point of view, like a wallflower point of view, somebody who's been a friend and seen him go through a few of these phases, uh you know, seeing Brando leading up to when his eye was done you and and you can imagine oh, if you so take hardcore. a moment and just imagine what uh you, any buddy that's listening would go through if randomly you were dealing with the reality that you might lose your vision and you don't know what's going to happen and it's really you're waiting until they can tell you at the end if it worked or didn't work and it has an effect on your confidence. It has an effect on your self-esteem and it has an effect on a lot of that and a lot uh, times when I've talked in the past I think a lot of what gave me confidence as a kid and what gives kids confidence who are in martial arts is they, they have that activity or sports or whatever and it's cool to see and play a role in somebody's life who goes from that dire moment to you know now he's you know he's just a, a very cool refined version of himself and much like we were saying about the music the reason I was pointing that out here's somebody who really appreciates the art for, for the fact that they're really keeping a tradition a style a, a, a practice alive that you know, when you first get introduced to a friend who's doing that, it's real easy to make fun of, right? Like, who's walking around with katanas now, man? You know, like, what are well, you going to need that? I don't know. I, 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 it's the, easy to say that, but I, I the history I of it that, is yeah. so cool. And by the way, as mm-hmm. somebody who might mock it, the first time you actually hold uh, your friend's very real, very weighted, interesting-looking <laughs> sword, it's it's kind of like, wow. You know what I mean? and yeah. You can see, and I think people just respect that in general, the dedication, uh, putting yourself through the pain and learning something new. We talked about it last podcast. We were together about refinement and seeking out, you know, having a curiosity about things. Here's somebody who's exemplifying that, and it's benefited him in, in, in an intangible way and also in a very... Tangible way as well, so uh, that's pretty cool. The reason why, I, voted why
2: that. I, I like this particular art is, you know, if you look up some Eido videos on YouTube; it all just seems very static and slow, and okay, all right. But our style one favors a bigger sword, which is pretty cool. So she said, yeah. So I think like your average off-the-shelf katana is going to be. The w- like the ones yeah. I find at Walmart. Yes, like a 27 inch. Well,
0: blade. more like the dollar store. Yes. Like, yeah, those are know, not good those, katanas. Those. I I actually yeah. had a lot of problems with
1: those. I didn't ever like the kids who had those dollar store katanas, man.
0: You know what they they used to they used to threaten to beat me up though. They always cast uh, you. You know what else? They're they upset about their sword. Well, they weren't confident in their sword.
2: I feel you. So, anyways, but, anyways, <laughs> the uh, let me, your basic one is going to be have like a 27 inch blade on it. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, our, st- our style likes to go with uh, something bigger so you can reach out and touch somebody, which is why I'm, my Prex one uh, has a <laughs> 31 inch blade on it. Brandon, can you talk a little more slowly? Really, yeah. Take it down a notch. Get not right big, up on
1: the mic. Now, right the big thing. one. Yeah. Our style <laughs> likes a bigger sword.
2: Now, one of the, the real ones I have is. Just hilariously gigantic. It's almost as tall can, as me, man. I can barely well, I can awesome. barely draw this thing. It's got a 35 or 36 inch blade. It's huge, and it has an orange. It's got an orange uh, scythe, an orange sheath on it. This comes into play in a moment. Um, it's made out of through hardened steel. It's extremely sharp, and it will destroy anything in its path. <laughs> considering the scy- considering it's so big and orange, I call it the Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And what is a sword without a name?
1: Swords got it. You got it. Most name. racist sword he owns. <laughs> <laughs> it slices through immigrants like freedom. <laughs>
3: but yeah, it's, uh, it's
2: it's it's been quite the adventure. I'm I'm really pleased that I, I stuck with it. <laughs>
1: I'm not validating the thought. It's just a joke. It's a joke because w- if Trump had a guitar that's with what it years? would be like.
0: I think it's great. I'm just thinking about like what other skills does it have. I mean, <laughs> I mean how,
1: <laughs>
0: how's its vocabulary?
1: Yeah, not good. You know,
0: and, and that that orange, does that, you know? get in the way of I don't know. It's like got a strange kovefe
1: <laughs> <comfeefe laughs> engraving on the blade. Comfeefe. Does
0: it not like the environment, things like that? I mean, well the, does it the get reason along why the, French?
2: the reason why it's yeah. orange And the Germans. How was is it? Is is the, uh, not good. <laughs> a lot of the higher ranking practitioners of our style will have a, a sword that has an orange saya and a a green handle wrap. Those are the traditional colours of our style. So when I came into ownership of this blade, the saya was already the right color I have some friends I trained with that have a side business selling swords and rewrapping handles. I believe uh, the so. term
1: is side hustle.
2: Yes, side hustle. Thank you. So for not a lot of money, I can have them actually put a proper green wrap on there. So yeah. it'll be the proper Sekiguchi Ryu colors. And if I'm going to Seki out one sword of mine, might as well be the biggest one. Yeah. If I'm going to continue calling it the Donald, Day, I'm going to try and find some fittings for it from that are ten gourd demons. You know, got to keep the motif going.
1: But it's an interesting statement, man, and I'm glad that it's cool to hear. Like, thanks for telling us about it because it just kind of adds some dimension to. pants are a massive to pain it, to fold, yeah, and they look great though. They do. They're thinning.
0: How do they do in the wash? Are those like just tumble dry?
2: Uh, no.
1: They're heavy, bro.
2: Okay. They're so heavy. we're talking like lo-
0: like like line dry, like something. Yeah. Like, uh, line dry. Yeah. I get the pleats
2: back in. Yeah. and Just. Okay. Put it on a garment rack to dry. Let it air dry. I mean, look at that man. You
1: you, soft, he dresses softener in you He puts that shit on the in the desert in the summer. It's dedication, man. Yeah, today was a today was a warm dedication. Day. It's dedication, and he gets thrown around yeah. and beat. Up. I respect. Awesome. I respect
0: dedication and and attention to detail and devotion. Those are all things that I think are are highly sought after traits I, I, I you're an that.
1: interesting man
2: yeah and again i got off track We're one of the reasons things. besides the fact that we have gigantic swords which are fun sensei is right big swords are fun phrasing. that's what she said phrasing um the the cod and everything we do it's not really let's be politically correct really he could have
1: said that too he could have we don't know who said that but somebody did
2: It's 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 not a very defensive kind of art it's an aggressive and violent kind of sword art, which appeals to me as well.
1: It is. It, it when you start looking into the and that's another one of, of what those they like, learn. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. The first. Well, that's impressive. a contrast.
0: <laughs> you were talking earlier about some of the contrast of 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 Brando's appearance here, and he's like, it's violent and uh, right. I
2: I think the best way. I, could yeah. just, I think I, could, I, I could, scooted in my chair back a little bit. I think the best way I could describe the mentality is a uh, Han shot first. Uh. uh But I, I think one of our fir- one of the first kato we learn is you're you know, you're at a table across from some guy. Much like you, you are now. Much like oh
0: He offends yeah. you and
2: you decide, hmm, this Mitch. person needs to die. He's yeah,
0: you. but I don't think that that's Look what was out. happening with Greedo. I don't think that was like a he's offending me kind of thing. I think he was in a position he has his back up against a wall. You know, there's a nefarious gangster hunting him down across the galaxy. He put like a the big word. price on his
1: I like the I like the word nefarious. Oh, it is. It's, it's a it's a great word. It's and
0: and he's got a price on his head, yeah. and you can see this and you know this Greedo guy's got his hand on his weapon. You're gonna draw first. You're gonna draw. That's it, it, it's what's called a defensive first strike. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Best defense is a good offense. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's 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 fun.
0: It sounds fun. I I never got that deep into it, but I can remember being a kid and being in, interested, and then it was just beyond
2: me. I just I am not physically adept at anything. I started doing this when I was 280 pounds. Anybody can.
1: Right, right, right. No, no, I I understand. But, you know, and I think it kind of delves into that. I used to watch a lot of ninja movies when I was a kid. American Ninja? Shokasugi. I like American Ninja. Jim Kata. Did you see that one? No no
0: such
2: thing Uh, as ninjas.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> now he's going to get all into the literal.
2: <clears throat> Let's not like get into the ninja samurai they're, debate.
1: There are no ninjas. There are only samurais in pajamas? Yes. Is that what that goes down to? You, even
2: the pajamas may not have been real. That I may was, have just I been did, I was propagated seven. by Kabuki theater. Cut
1: me some slack. I don't. I, I like the Kabuki propagation. I like the black pajamas. Those are cool.
2: Anyways, we're also starting something new as well. Just kind Salsa of, um, dancing? No, not close. Okay. Uh, Tango. We're, all, <laughs> we're also starting um, some... Joe Jutsu as well. A Joe being a quarter staff.
1: That's I like that. It's it's I'm interested in quarter staff combat. It's it's pretty
2: fun. It's it's pretty interesting. Is that what
1: Daffy Duck used? (laughs) Yeah, Darkwing Duck. You're thinking of Darkwing? No, 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 I'm thinking of Daffy
0: in the in the in the Robin Hood get up against Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, no, you're you're
2: right. Yes, yes, yes. But the reason why this is very um, good reference, I get an extra pour. You do. The reason why this is interesting (laughs) is I, I got a little backstory on it. The creator of this art, apparently. Um, had a duel with Miyamoto Musashi, very famous samurai, and he lost. So, I guess he got real depressed, went up in the mountains, and, you know, consorted with Tengu and demons. He he drank a lot. And As hung one. out with some... What did they drink? Sake, I, okay, well, I Probably. Curious, well, it could have been, you, got you got know what, you, you
1: don't know, know. it could have been peyote. That's true. Generally. Okay. I mean, it might not have been actually, a, you know what I'm saying. But hung
2: out with some monks that had staffs learned a little bit developed some of his own went back fought musashi again and depending which school you ask musashi won or it was at least a draw but it's it's a very different style of fighting because you're using that four foot staff as a reach advantage against a katana and you're learning how to deal with somebody swinging a three-foot razor blade at you when all you got is a stick (laughs) it's pretty interesting yeah that's
0: that's time to adapt yeah, yeah. And so you have to
1: try something different. So, Brandon, have you How ever you visited anywhere out of the country?
2: Does Mexico count? No. no. We're talking about... Then, well, then it does. I mean, it's another country, well, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Overseas. <laughs> okay, I don't think, well, maybe Mexico doesn't count when you live like 100 miles north of the border. That's so, also true. Yeah. We
1: kind of live in northern Mexico. Um, so, okay, so you haven't been anywhere out of the country. Uh, you are about, like you said earlier, waspy. What's your bloodline? Like German, Germanic, Dutch? I'm a mutt. Okay, but Saxony. Yes. Okay, so Anglo-Saxon.
2: With some Hispanic and some, some Lebanese in there. Go back on Grandma's side. We got some Norwegian all over the place, man. I think
1: you you display a lot more Norwegian than
2: Lebanese I looking. Agree. I think if we go with just the, the Lebanese, the German, and the Viking parts, it might explain why I'm such an angry person.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I see the Viking. But so th- that's the intro. I want to display an image here. For somebody who doesn't know you, you know this is this is a big Viking-looking dude who's formidable <laughs> with a katana, and I think it adds some dimension to the to the other side that we were talking about earlier. You drive your Accord, you carry your golf baggie your your uh, your iPhone, your yuppie-esque image, clean and tidy, orderly, which also kind of fits into the Japanese thing.
2: Occasionally wearing golf shirts to work on casual days. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt Friday.
2: Don't, don't don't even joke about that shit. That movie's too real now. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to. Okay, we don't have we don't have TPS, but we have TPA.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't you get that memo? No, so you know it's just interesting to see that. I guess what I was trying to somebody get somebody
2: literally is, asked me that this week.
1: Ugh, painful. Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. No, but it's just the diversity, man. I mean, it's pretty cool to have been your friend for 15 years almost. And, um, you know, just kind of seeing somebody go from uh, really not liking uh, me very much and, and a good friendship, a lot of good rivalry uh, back and forth, and then seeing kind of the growth, the personal growth that has had nothing to do with anybody else but him has been pretty cool. And I think it represents a diverse person. Those are people that I'm interested in. Those are usually my best friends. Yeah. And and Mike.
2: And Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I give Mike a hard time. Sorry, Mike. I should have him. been here. I give but Mike a hard me. time because I love him. That's no, you don't
0: have to apologize to him. I'm not. This. He's gonna I'm hear explaining. It. He's going to understand. Well, he's not going to need to hear that. He doesn't.
1: He, he understands. He knows I don't love him. He knows it's a good right point.
2: He's... Mike, I'm not sorry. He knows that I love him <laughs> in a different way.
1: <laughs> no, but it's interesting, man. But You're an interesting person, Brandon. It's going to be... It's gonna be hard to leave some of those friendships behind that I'm gonna, you know, miss having staples to go get Indian food. You know, for years Brando and Graham, another friend of ours, shout out to Graham, uh, we would go to Saffron here in Tucson and it, like almost like a religion, every Friday, We'd go have Indian food and talk about politics and movies and whatever current events were, and uh, you know. He's another interesting, multifaceted person. They're out there. Don't don't think because somebody's wearing khakis and driving an Accord that they're not just interesting and they can't cut you in half with a sword, <laughs> a big orange sword. Yeah, a big, a big giant Donald sword. The Donald, yeah. the, the Donald. Donald. Pretty good. We'll Pretty it. interesting.
0: All right. Well, that is a lot of conversation.
2: We didn't even talk about Twin Peaks.
0: Oh, we totally did. We talked a lot about Twin Peaks. But honestly, I was. W- as we went on through the evening, I was much more interested in this.
2: We gotta talk about the return sometime then. <laughs>
0: we will talk about the return sometime. Yeah, and if, if uh you don't have any other standing dates for it, you are welcome to join us in the uh the Black Lodge here and watch these upcoming episodes. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> cool. So anyway, uh parting thoughts on this bromance that I've got to witness firsthand. And not very often uh, b- before. Like
2: he was basically the brother, the step brother that I never really wanted. <laughs> who But does? I came to love.
1: All right. Yeah, Brando's the guy. Yeah. Brando's one of those. For whatever reason, every now and then, uh, you meet people that you just have a tendency to want to be there in case, you know, you, you're ready to jump in front of the bullet, in a yeah. sense, right? Brando's one of those guys that, that inspires that feeling in, in, in me, and uh, I know for a fact, in Brooke. You know, if ever it comes down, that's the kind of people we are. We, you know, we like to, we are very supportive, very loyal uh, people, but we're very stuck up and picky about who it's with, right? <laughs> Brando's one of those people that wouldn't matter what it was, he's always going to be able to call us on the red phone and have us, uh, you know, show up in a heartbeat and do whatever we need to do. And that's where we come in, is random and, and complaint. As many complaints as I deserve, uh, I'm uh, I'm very I'm a very supportive, very diverse, uh, solution-oriented individual. Good friend, and I like to bring that to the table.
2: To put it in perspective, I think I love Brando. I think one of my favorite movies is *Gross Point Black. Great <laughs> and movie. And <laughs> great movie.
0: That's been referenced here before. And in that, oh mo- no, it was uh, *High Fidelity*, but yeah. And in point point movie, fidelity, that that yeah.
2: movie shows what true friendship is. You come into your high school hallway and you see your best friend dealing with a dead yes. body. And you just he roll asked, him up in the banner for the b- you junior to prom. get rid of a body. You don't ask questions. You just do it. That's friendship right there. That, would, that is. Yes,
1: I would definitely be. I he's would, John Cusack. I'm his buddy. <laughs> I would help Charlie hide man. a body. Yeah, we Absolutely. definitely would. Real friends help
0: you move. Our friends help you move. Real friends help you move I would bodies. dispose of yes. Benny the Jet yeah.
1: as any day. <laughs> <laughs> Talented, legendary Felix, martial artist Felix LaPoubell. I love that man. Oh, great, this movie. guy's a badass.
0: <laughs> On that note of hiding bodies, <laughs>
1: yeah, good show.
0: Uh yeah, that was fantastic. So, uh, hey guys, thanks again. Thanks for having Brandon, us,
1: Mitch Charlie.
0: Always fantastic, guys. So much fun sitting down and chatting with you. Been an absolute uh, pleasure. Is, well, well, we'll do it again, and we got uh, scheduled conversations coming up, and got stuff we got to take care of
1: well and you guys obviously have stuff in common you know there's there's well he just mentioned ghost point
0: blink and you can see i've got like two copies on my shelf over here like uh, yeah a
1: lot of similar tastes man. i do love great minds and all that i don't know something
0: about it something brings us all together and here we are and this is how we close it out this has been mitch charlie brando from the red room have a great night good night everybody